You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn cross-country track and field news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the Carolina Challenge that occurred this past weekend on February 1st and 2nd. Or as I like to call it, Auburn's trek across the state of the Carolinas. Well, most states, I guess. Is this a, no, they're both in South Carolina the last two meets. Correct. Basically, we're trying to take over South Carolina is all it amounts to. Exactly. You're right. So, welcome back, Kyle. Thank Glad you. Glad to have you. Um, we had a lot of wins this meet. Did you see the list of how many PRs and top three finishes we had? This is a stark difference between this year and last year. Not to take shots at last year because we had some great things happen uh, with some athletes like Akeem Bloomfield, Nathan Allen last year. But this year with this young class, this looks like the beginnings of something very special for the Auburn track and field program with, the, you know, just for me personally, I know PRs are your thing, but you know, I love top three placements and looking at that overall in terms of success. And this makes me very happy. Yes. You, you love those, you know, the top finishes. I love the PRs. So let's just hit a few of the highlights. Um, Presley Weems, Got first place in the women's mile. Then Frances Patrick got first place in the women's 3,000 meter. And not only that, she got a PR. So it's like best of both worlds for me and you. Exactly. That's like our perfect thing. Um, Here's another one that's perfect for us. Tori McKinley got first place in women's weight throw with a huge PR is what they said. That one surprised me because I know Tori's been doing well the last couple of meets, but to see her get a win... That was even yeah. more special. Yeah, very proud of her. Um, Joyce Camelli got first in the women's 5K. Maddie Malone broke the six-year freshman record in women's weight throw. And finally, Noah Igbenogany finished second in the long jump with a PR. Well, that is another reason for the Auburn football fans to, again, get excited about track and field because you get to marvel at how amazing some of your athletes are in a different sporting event. So, Again, if you're a football fan, now is the time to get into track and field because you have so much to be interested in here. Absolutely. So, Kyle, let's let's actually dive into the results now. And why don't you kick us off with some men's shot put? Sure, I'd love to start us off in the domination of the Carolinas. We have to find a better name for it than that. But we'll start with, like you said, with the men's shot put here. Two competitors for us, uh, starting off freshman Eric Ebel with a throw of 13.78 meters for. Eight out of 31 competitors. And then the familiar name, Chris Stone, the senior, with a throw of 12.25 meters, 19th place out of 31. So pretty respectable finishes in at least the top half for the most part. I think Chris Stone kind of technically in the bottom half there. So I'm not upset with that in any way uh, for them. Agreed. And then we'll move right along to the women's weight throw and where we had Two competitors, Maddie Malone, the redshirt freshman, 19.03, which is the PR for her in the weight throw. Second out of 19 in this event. And then we had Tori McKinley, the sophomore, with a 17.27 meter throw. Another PR, as we've already mentioned, to win the open invite. Now here is where some of the interesting things happened in your Note-taking for this, where we had opens, invites, qualifiers. Tell people what's going on here. I don't know. Really? (laughs) Great. Awesome. Basically, I don't know. My assumption, based on what I've read in the past, is that open is literally just that. Anybody can 
apply and compete in that. To be a qualifier or to be in the invite, you have to have met a certain mark and be invited to throw in that. So it's a smaller group. So Maddie Malone got second in that. And Maddie threw farther than Tori, even though Maddie got second place in her division and Tori got first in hers. So I'm assuming it's based on how you throw, jump, hurdle, whatever. Well, I'm happy either way that Tori gets a a gold out of that event. Absolutely. And a PR. Again, that's my big thing. She got a PR and... At the Vandy meet, she threw 15.93 meters. So for her to throw 17.27. It's quite a jump. That's huge. Absolutely. So let's move on to some jumps. Speaking, Speaking of, of jumps. <laughs> <laughs> We're so in sync. Um, instead of Backstreet Boys. Oh, no. Just keep going. Move All along. Right, moving Just, on. Just, moving on. Men's triple jump. We had two competitors. Again, we had the Invitational and then the Open. So Mark Rubalcaba competed in the Invitation only and jumped a jumped a jump, of 15.07 meters for a fourth place out of 12 competitors. Then Khalil Hassan was in the open group with a jump of 14.45 meters, which is his longest jump this year for a second place out of 10 athletes. It's good that you're starting to see some of these athletes that we're obviously not as familiar with because we haven't been talking about them as much as some of the other ones, like the seniors and some of the bigger name freshmen, starting to increase their their jumps, their their runs, reduce their times as we get closer to SEC championships, which is, I think, probably two meets away. Yes. Now, I think Coach, what he's doing here is trying to get people an opportunity to get their times up so they qualify more. That would be my understanding. You're exactly right. And my this. little track and field heart is so happy that you know that. I'm, I'm very just, proud of you. I'm, I'm slowly but surely learning some stuff here. And Three I, I years hope. in, you're getting it. Yeah, it took a little while, but hey. <laughs> All right. So moving on to women's triple jump, we had Kennedy Brown compete. She jumped 11.85 meters for a seventh place out of 18 individuals finish. We'll stay in the jump events to one that's going to make very happy Auburn football fans. Noah Igbenogany, as we already mentioned, the sophomore gets a second place finish out of 12 in the Invitational. 7.66 meters of PR. So a improvement for him there. Would you consider... 0.22 0.22 meters. Is that a significant amount for a long oh, yeah. jump? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me- remember, metric system. Meters is a lot farther True. than feet. So, you know, a, f- uh, a fifth of a meter, that's a lot. Math is hard, isn't Math it? Math is real hard. <laughs> All right. The <laughs> last competitor in the men's long jump, again, the familiar name, Chris Stone, the senior, 6.7 meters for him. He finishes ninth out of 27 in the open. It's going to be confusing the whole way here. It is going to be confusing. But you know what the interesting thing to me is about Chris Stone? So we've seen him compete in the long jump or perhaps it's the triple jump in the heptathlon. Right. I can't remember. No, it's long jump. It's one of the two. Um, we've never seen him compete in the long jump just as long jump, not not the heptathlon or pentathlon or whatever tathlon. Well, he's, he's had doing. such a good performance in the athlons. Yes. Uh, yes. We'll just call it the athlons that I think maybe he is in the individual that's trying to get himself a little bit more, you know, a, a better times, not time, I guess times and some jumps, events, jumps yeah. and, and distances so that maybe he can qualify outside of the athlon aspect. Agreed. Uh, then we'll move on to the women's long jump. We had two competitors, Natasha Jordan, the junior, 5.65 meters, third place out of 34 and then Sarah Little, the freshman, 5.27 meters, 13th out of 34. And that is a good improvement for Sarah Little as well. So we can, this, I'm, I'm happy for the wins, but I'm also happy for the improvements that we're seeing here so far. Absolutely. Well, and this was interesting to me. This is Natasha Jordan's first time to compete in long jump for us this season. Right. 
And she comes out with a third place finish. Like, what the heck? Why we've been holding her back this whole I time. know. Natasha Jordan has really impressed me thus far in track and field season. I really look forward to seeing her throughout the year. So moving on, let's do some high jumps. So men's high jump, we had two competitors. We had Jaron Brooks, the junior, place second out of 11. He was in the inv- invite only group. And he jumped 2.08 meters. Then we had the freshman, Dontavius Hill, who also was in the invite group, placed seventh out of 11 with a jump of 2.03 meters. So you can see that traditionally with invites, it's probably a more, it's a selective group because you have to be in. So even though he's seventh out of 11, he's in a very elite group. So it's even more difficult to place, which makes Jaron's placement at second overall in that group even more impressive as well. I agree. And the funny thing is that's not even Jaron's best high jump this season. So his highest is 2.09. So we don't know what his PR is at this point, but 2.08 still not even his highest. Mm-hmm. So moving on to women's high jump, we had Caroline Lawrence. Um, she placed second out of 10 individuals with a jump of 1.7 meters. Um, Skylar Daniel also jumped 1.7 meters for a fourth place finish. And then Natasha Jordan jumped 1.65 meters for a ninth place finish. So again, just like we spoke about last week, the reason some of these athletes can have the same jump is it's whoever clears the bar the most times. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, that's a little confusing if you just look at it on the surface, but when you kind of delve into why people can have that, it makes a lot more sense. Yes. The last field event for us, the men's pole vault, the senior Chris Stone leading the way, uh, seven out of 15 competitors for a five meter jump on that. And then is we have a jump or is it a vault? <sighs> you not know, jumping. I mean, he's jumping a little, but he's... I mean, he has to Launching jump, himself. Launching. We call it, we'll call it a launch. Take, okay, okay. We're good for liftoff. Uh, also, James Corson, the freshman, with a 4.75 meter jump, 10th out of 15 competitors. Launch, not jump. I just, You know what? Just move on to the track events. Okay, my favorites. <laughs> Moving on. To start off the track events, we'll talk about the men's 60 meter dash, which got a lot of people excited because this is where we saw a lot of the football player action here. Now, sadly, we're not going to talk about Anthony Schwartz. I think he did well enough for the year based on his last run, but we might see him again before championships. But this gives an opportunity for others to compete and increase their chances of competing in the postseason. So we'll start off with Sean Shivers. Shiver me timbers. I know you no. hate it. I, look, don't argue with me. It, no, it doesn't make sense. It makes sense for me. That's all that matters. Sean Shivers, the freshman, 6.85 seconds on that dash for 13th out of 28 in the prelims. So not his best time, to be honest. I mean, he, he did a little... Um, he only... Did, okay, so his best time this season is 6.83. We're at 6.85. I mean, not his best, but not his worst either. And he only did well, this in the actually, prelims. Worst, as but... I was about to say, it's uh, he he didn't get okay, out of the prelims. So, but he made it out of the qualifier. True. So in this meet, there were three levels: the qualifier, then the preliminaries, then the finals. So he made it to round two. Clemson, why do you got to make things so confusing here? This ain't Clemson. What, what is this? So, USC. Caroline Gamecocks, why do y'all got to make things so confusing here? South Carolina, you just, the state makes things confusing. Yeah. Moving right along, Jason Reese in the 60-meter dash placed ninth out of 85 in the mm-hmm. qualifiers, 6.91 seconds on his run. And then Joshua Burks, the junior, he had a 16th place finish out of 85, 7.02 seconds on his run. So even though they didn't get out of the qualifiers, they placed very high in those in that very large group there. So there is something to be said about taking away from that. Absolutely. So let's move on to the men's 200 meter dash. This is going to show you exactly how big this meet was. 
126. Say that again. 126 individuals competed in this race. So we had Joshua Burks with a time of 22.43 seconds with a 46th out of 126 place finish. Then we had Jason Reese finished 50th with a time of 22.52. And then we had Craig Clark, a freshman, finish 110th with a time of 23.99. So you have, I think I would consider these guys, we didn't see them all at all in the last meet. And Correct. trying to get them some more um, opportunities to increase their time. And this too. is the perfect time to do it when there's 126 you know, right. people in the qualifiers. It's time to do it. <laughs> so for the women, there were 107 individuals competing. So we had Tyler Colbert with a time of 24.52, her best of this season, for a 17th place finish. Followed by Cameron Hinton with a time of 25.29 for a 32nd place finish. Then Sarah Little with a time of 25.34 for a 34th place finish. And this was Sarah's first time competing in the 200 meter dash and placed 34th out of 107. I count that as a big I'll win. take that any day of the week. I mean, look, I don't want to run in any race. And I know that they're staggering them in heats and things like that. So there's not 107 people all running together down the Considering stash. there's only eight lanes on the track. How funny would that be to see 107 people just smash together? Well, the last person would probably get a time of like four minutes because they'd have to get out of the pack. <laughs> or because they're Pick tr- themselves tripping. up. Yeah. Because where people have kicked them in the shins and stuff. Yeah. that. that Are you speaking from personal experience? Um, Yeah. I got hit by a baton multiple times. And I'm just going to say I hit back. <laughs> She's a fighter. Uh, the next event is the women's 60-meter hurdles. One competitor, Natasha Jordan, uh, the junior, 8.87 seconds on her run. Eight out of 52 competitors. Uh, not her best time, but she has more chances to con- to continue to increase that. Correct. Or I guess to decrease. De- decrease. That would be the correct term there. The next event is the women's 400-meter dash. We had three competitors. Tyler, as I continued to mess her name up all last week, Colbert, the freshman, uh, she finished 38th out of 106, 58.2. Cameron Hinton was our best finisher, freshman, 56.76 seconds, 21st out of 106. Myra Mack, the sophomore, 57.29, a 25th place finish out of the 106 in this competition. So, moving on to the 800-meter run, the half-mile so, for the men, we had two competitors. We had Ryan Lee, who's a senior, with a time of 2 minutes, 0.4 seconds, and a 35th out of 81 competitors finish. Then we had Alex Tucker, another senior, his first time competing in this event. And correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, but is this our time first hearing about Alex Tucker? Yeah, I have. I cannot recall another time we've talked about Alex I, before. I haven't either. So, okay. So, I'm. he's had a couple of events today. Today today in the meet that we're talking about but in the carolina challenge and he's done pretty decently so alex tucker a senior with a time of two minutes 1.4 seconds for a 43 out of 81 place finish and we'll move on to the women's 800 meter run yes i will oh is that yours i'm sorry i'm trying to steal it from you it's all right i will move on to the women's 800 (laughs) meter run so we had presley weems who we talked about winning this event there were 76 competitors and presley got first place so with a time of 2 minutes, 9.5 seconds. So a fantastic win for her. She also beat the other competitor by like a solid one and a half seconds. It wasn't an immediate, the other girls right on her heels. Presley did a great job. Then we had um, Frances Patrick placed 19th with a time of 2 minutes, 19.1 seconds. 
Then another competitor, Kyle, that I'm not familiar with, Abby Zane. Nope, we haven't seen her at all this year. Um, well, actually, you know what? We're wrong. We saw her at Vandy. Oh. She competed at Vandy, so she just wasn't here for Bob Pollock, and we've forgotten. Um, sorry, Abby. So Abby Zane is a sophomore. She got 23rd out of 76 individuals with a 2-minute, 20.4-second finish. So great job to the women's 400 team. 800 team. The Presley Weems win, I think I'm the most impressed with in this yeah. meet. Just because she she's always been up at the top, but she just comes out of the blue here. And now I wonder, will we even see her in the next meet because she's gotten her best time this No, far. seriously. So we're going to continue to talk about her in the next event, the mile. But here she comes out of nowhere. This is her first time competing in the half mile in indoor and blows it out of the water. Freaking wins out of 76 competitors. I mean, she was on her A game this meet. Can I, let me ask, take a step back here before we move on and ask this question. Do you get the feel that the competition is not as good in this meet as it was in the Bob Pollock or nope. N- no? Opposite. You I think, think it's, it's steeper. Really? I think it's been steeper here. The times... For the most part, the first and second place finishes were faster than at the other meets. I think the competition's a lot steeper, and I think people rise to the occasion. You rise to the challenge, you meet your competitors where they are, you know, you push yourself, and you want to be in the top of the top. So if they're on the top of their game, you're going to be on the top of your game. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, there's more competitors and more teams here at this one. If correct. I have that. So, so you feel, and I guess that would make sense proportion-wise, the more athletes are there, the higher chance that there's going to be stiffer competition. Absolutely. Rather than a more select group like the Bob Pollock Invitational back at Clemson last week. Absolutely. Moving on to the men's mile run here. We have two competitors to talk about. Uh, Jackson Thomas, the freshman. He finished in a time of 4 minutes, 30.4 seconds, 28 out of 63. Alex Tucker again, the senior. 4 minutes, 32.2 seconds, 30th out of 63. So both of those guys finished in the top half of the group there. And then for the women's mile run, we have one competitor to talk about, the girl we love already talking about so much, Presley Williams, the junior, finishing first again, four minutes, 54.4 seconds. They got a little tongue-tied there. Out of 53 competitors. And so look at this. So between her time from Vandy, this was 7.1 seconds faster. Right than that time so that's a huge difference so she really to me in this one i think she kind of marked this one on her counter said this is where i've got to make my mark here and uh, i'm really happy to see her not just do well in one event but in multiple events i agree moving on to the women's 3000 meter run the 3k the long distance the whatever you want to call it goodness gracious we had Francis Patrick, the sophomore, as we talked about earlier, get a first place finish out of 39 athletes with a time of 10 minutes, 2.0 seconds. And also that was a PR for her. We're both happy about that because we both get what we want. A good placement, but also a PR out of it. Amen to that. So next we had Abby Zane, a sophomore. She got third in the event with a time of 10 minutes, 3.2 seconds. For a third place finish. I know. Isn't that crazy? Then we had a fourth place finish. Right next was Mercy Kiprop, 10 minutes, 15.8 seconds. So that was actually Mercy's best time for indoor season as well. So lots of wins right there for Auburn on that event. Moving on to the women's 5,000 meter run. It just keeps going up and getting harder. Yeah, the 5K, the final event. Uh, We had Joyce Camelli, the freshman, 
with a first place finish out of 17 athletes with a time of 17 minutes, 7.9 seconds. Just so many, like... Look at these hey. women's distance runners coming in clutch for us. And I think, didn't we talk about in a few previous meets where we were a little... Not, I, wouldn't, I hate saying underwhelmed, but we thought they were capable of much more. If I'm remembering correctly, we were kind of like... Some of the field events, they've really impressed us, but the, the back half, the more distance-related runs have kind of underwhelmed us just a little bit. Yeah. And so it's nice to see them finally making headway in that in that area. I agree. It just makes my cross-country love and heart happy. <laughs> so Kyle, let's just, let's do what we've been doing. Tell me who you are so excited to talk about next week, to see perform well. Who are you looking out for? Well, you know, I always like to go with seniors. However, I'm going to okay. mix that up a little bit here oh, because oh. I do think it, it's great that Coach Ralph Spry is letting some of these athletes that don't necessarily get a lot of opportunities because maybe the talent level is just a little bit higher than them, at least if we're mm -hmm. honest. But, you know, there's an Alex Tucker here we haven't talked yeah. about, an Abby Zane. Yep. I would like to see one of them win an event next week and continue to increase their chances of qualifying for the postseason. So I will, you know... I'll take, pick them both, Alex Tucker and Abby Zane. All right. Those are actually really good picks because I was thinking about picking one of them. I took them. Doesn't you didn't have them. Thanks. And I'm not picking the same person I picked last week who I'm still really excited about. But I'm going to pick Presley. Presley Weems, the junior, who got two first place wins. These distance events, she's coming into her own. Really looking forward to seeing her compete the rest of the season. So, Kyle, looking out, we've got another regular season meet next week, February 8th and 9th. <laughs> The Tiger Paw Invitational, and where could that be? Have we just taken up residence Clemson. in South Carolina? I mean, yeah. like, what, yeah. what's going on here? I mean, yeah, it's it's nice. It, it's you know, it's no Tuscaloosa. I mean, like, meaning like Amen. it's not that it's bad, but like that. you know, but come I don't on, know. South Carolina is pretty bad. I'd rather go to Clemson than anywhere else. I remember that there was a time, maybe two seasons ago, where we just could not get out of the state of Tennessee. We were like at yes. the Vanderbilt invite. Then we were going to like the East Tennessee Ooh. like run. I don't know what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It just, we could not leave the state of Tennessee, much less Nashville. Of South Carolina. I don't know what it is. But remember in outdoor track last year, we were in Florida every week. So oh. we just need the state of Alabama to really step it up. Or the state of Georgia. Why aren't they coming to our state? Why don't they come run on the plains of Albany? It's beautiful. Well, there. they did. I mean, just one time though. Well, two times. Well, maybe a couple times. They don't have an indoor track. The so. point is... Let's do no more in South Carolina after this. Um, isn't the SEC... Shh, we're not going to okay. move on. We're going to move on. All right. So, again, next week, February 8th and 9th, Tiger Paul Invitational at Clemson. Look out for the results. So, Kyle, where can people talk to you about track and field in the interim? If you want to find me, you can do so on Twitter at TigerEye24. And you can find me on Twitter as well at JessicaLoomisRN. So, thanks, y'all, for joining us again for another edition of Tiger Tracks. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?